This is Gilbert Andrew Garcia. Listen to my radio show, A Tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer every Monday from 11 a.m. till noon on Houston's Gospel Leader, KWWJ, 1360 a.m. and streaming live on kwwj.org. Listen on the legendary KYOK, 1140 a.m. and streaming live on kyokradio.org. KCOH, 1230 a.m., The Source. On San Geek Radio, 95.1 FM, 1460 AM. And Aliento Radio, 101.7 FM and 1540 AM. Call in at 832-570-8075 and follow me on social media. See you then. If you hear this message... If you hear this message, Houston, I'm calling every woman, calling every man. The future started yesterday and we're already late. Here we go. All right, Houston, this is Gilbert Andrew Garcia of A Tip from Gilbert, Talk, Inspiration, and Prayer. We're going to hear this song in its entirety because I love this song by John Legend. I just love it. Um, We've been looking for a song to sing, search for a melody, search for someone to lead. We've been looking for the world to change. If you feel the same, then go on and say, if you're out there, sing along with me if you're out there. I'm dying to believe that you're out there. Stand up and say it loud if you're out there. No more broken promises. No more call to war unless it's love and peace that we're fighting for. What an amazing song. By John Legend. And most people don't realize, Mr. Producer, did you know that John Legend was the youngest person to ever get all the major awards? He's gotten an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. That's, I don't know if that's called the trifecta fecta or whatever it's called. But when you get four in a row, those are the big four. He was the first African-American man. Actually, he was the second youngest person ever to do that. He's got multiple Grammys. What an incredible artist. You know what? John Legend, his name says it all. He's a legend. So here we are. I've got my guest, Mr. Alan Thornton. Everybody, welcome Mr. Alan Thornton to the studio. So, Alan, first of all, you are the founder of the 40 Acre Conference, right? Which is the whole MLK Dream Juneteenth sort of weekend celebration. Am I right? Yes, sir. Oh, my God. First of all, look at that suit you have. <laughs> Brother, you look great, man. You look really, I mean, you, you always, I mean, and then look at me. Holy cow. I need a, I need a makeup artist, right? Producer, I, or I need a, a clothes artist, too, I think. Uh, is that the right word, artist? Anyways, let me ask you this. Uh, Alan, first of all, tell us about you. Where are you from? And what made you come up with this idea? Well, first and foremost, I want to th- say thank you, Gilbert. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to have this uh, opportunity to be on your show today. And uh, got to give gl- glory to God for even give it, getting me to this point Amen. right now. So just to give you a little bit about myself. And you may hear a little twang in my voice. Mm-hmm. I'm actually from from West Texas, from Fort Bliss, El Paso. You're from um, El Paso. I'm from El Paso, Texas. Oh yeah, my God, my that's fa- the home of Beto O'Rourke. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so, but my my family uh, moved there. They're military. Uh, my mom and my dad f- from different areas of the country. My mom's um, from New York, from the Bronx. My dad's from New Orleans. So I kind of got the best of both hustles. And growing up, I've always been a, an entrepreneur. And 
I came up with this through various areas of my life that impacted me personally and have been different components and, and facets of this 40-acre conference. So let me ask you this. What does Martin Luther King mean to you? So Martin Luther King had a dream. Uh, um, unfortunately, what we're seeing today, and I'm going to go a little deeper go. in this, because there's there's multiple areas that Martin, if you look his, at his last speeches, even that, that I have a dream speech. The great one is the one when he's talking to the sanitation workers the night before he was killed. That's the one that gives me the and he chills. Knew, I played it all. He knew something was about he to happen. He had to have known, right? Yeah. I mean, when he says that there, because he goes, up, I may not get there with you, yes. but we as a people We'll get to the mountaintop. mountaintop. Oh yeah. my God, I get the chills. Keep going, keep going. He knew, so, and unfortunately, through the oppression and the economic empowerment or depowerment during that time, he knew something was about to happen, but he knew we could get there. And unfortunately, if you look even going before Martin Luther King, you look at the promise that was given to the African-American people of 40 Acres in, in a Mule, once uh, the slavery was ended, and it didn't end here until 1865, two years later. That's why we have Juneteenth. And so that's why we have both MLK and Juneteenth right here. And one of the pioneers uh, headlined our last Juneteenth of the legislation to make Juneteenth a holiday, which was Sheila Jackson Lee. But there's almost, there was a renewed focus after COVID with African-American businesses and companies and individuals that said, hey, there was some really bad things that happened to you as a people, as a community. We would like to, as corporations, I'm raising up my hand for a million, five million, a billion, 20 billion. And the numbers got ridiculous and they didn't know how to track it. They didn't know how to manage it. And unfortunately, <coughs> less than 5% of that $200 billion that was committed to the black community has actually been dispersed, kind of the same thing I believe as it. 40 acres in a I meal. totally believe it. Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. Have you seen that movie, Emancipation, with I Will have. Smith? Absolutely. That is an incredible movie. Everybody watch that movie because it really capsulizes that whole Juneteenth because here he was uh, essentially, um, you know, in Louisiana. He was technically free, but he wasn't. Mm hmm you know, he was free because the president made him free, yep. but he wasn't free. So he was escaping from New Orleans to Baton Rouge, where uh, Lincoln soldiers were there so he could be free. What a, It's an incredible movie. Yeah. Uh, it's very, even though it's very, you, you just can't help but to look, how could m our fellow man treat another fellow man like that, mm -hmm. right? I mean, it really gets you. But then when you see it, it's very uplifting at the end. Uh, when there he is, all prideful in his uniform. What does that movie mean to you? You saw it? Did you? I mean, I did. Do you get angry or do you get like, wow? Well, here's the thing. There, there's there's two sides to everything, right? There's there's the book in the street a lot of times, and even now there's a lot of legislation. Hey, you owe us, you know, give us this amount and uh, something to to our people. But and there's definitely a place for that. At the other side, there's also the people that you don't really see. There's the street, right? The people that are marching and, and being heard. And then there's what happens in the background, the pen, right? You see all of these moves being made. And what we've chose to do during this, this uh, fight of economic justice is to be there with the pen and, and bring some of the 
people that were at the forefront here to Houston and to impact our next generation. So the 40 Acre Conference, the, the pillar and the goal is to sponsor over 500 kids to be what they see. Why? Because at one point I was labeled an at-risk kid. At one point I was told when I was a teenager, you won't make it till you're 18. You'll be dead or in jail. And that self-fulfilling prophecy, when I looked around, a lot of the kids around me were either dead or in jail. And I was able to make it and, and to go to college. I was going to go to the military. Uh, and there, if I would have known some of the things that I know now, everybody mm -hmm. says that, right? So <clears throat> instead of having that and keeping it to ourselves, I bring, like the 40 Acre Conference, I'll bring a billionaire here. Right, Michael Rob, I'll bring Earn Your Leisure, the number one um, financial platform in the world who sells out Madison Square Garden, who sells out in Egypt, Prince London Hall in, in London. And I'm going to sponsor, we're sponsoring everybody, 500 kids that other teachers told them you won't make it. You won't to find a path, whether it's stocks, whether it's real estate, whether it is esports, which I was told when I was a kid, hey, go out and play because esports now kids are making millions. Whether it's the metaverse, whether it's music, and not only doing music but knowing how to market music in a different way with technology, whether it's tech. So we do 40 different events and showcases in four days, and during that time, these kids find a path. I want to I want to go through the whole conference in a minute. Okay, but before we go there, I want to go back to something. Yeah, you know, um, you know, when you think about reparations, you know, in California, that's one of the hot topics they're, do, they're studying reparations and everything else. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, one of my good friends is John Rogers. Okay. John, if you're out there, I love you, pal. Uh, <laughs> he uh, has aerial capital. Wonderful, wonderful man. Um, I did not know the story of Tulsa, Oklahoma until I was asked to speak there at the 100th anniversary. You were there too. Yeah, yeah it, was it was unbelievable. Yeah. And it, I think it was his grandfather, it might have been his father, but I think his grandfather owned the big hotel there. For those who don't know the story, Jamie there was Shepherd. a very prosperous uh, black community in Tulsa. And there was an incident between a young African-American man and a young white female, which led to essentially the uh, whole black community there being burned down. Uh, I mean, literally burned down. Well, his father or his grandfather owned this prominent hotel there. And it was a prominent hotel with theater and everything. And if that was back in the 1910s or something like that, imagine he would be the Hilton heir. I mean, you know, he would be all kinds of who knows, right? Uh, and that's why when people talk about reparations, you know, you got to really think about it for a minute, which is there were pathways of wealth that were all of a sudden eliminated. Yeah. Um, and the other thing to think about is there are historical um, lessons where we have paid reparations before. Whether it was uh, sort of Germany paying to the Jewish community, uh, whether it was the Japanese when they were interned. So I think it's very interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing what they come up with. The Indians in America. And the, that's right. In America, here. That's right, here, here. So I want to go back to something you said because uh, what give the significance for those in the audience of 40 acres in a mule. Yeah, so you talk about that, and, and that is very significant even to this conference because I was there as well at the centennial of, the, of Black Wall Street. And some of the people that I met there, and you see the electricity, and I met some of the survivors 
that were 101 and 103. And we really wanted to follow up on, on that. And I met, that's where I met Rashad and Troy of Earn Your Leisure. And I met Hill Harper. And they were some of the first people that said, hey, if you're going to start this, this is before in, InvestFest, right? They have the largest yep. conference in the world right now. Um, before all that, and... I pulled up at them. They're now pulling up at mine. Hill Harper was one of the first major celebrities to speak at my conference. Uh, he's a 40- good man. Oh, he's I, incredible. I, I did not know him until oh, the, the, the event. I got a chance to get to know him. He was in The Good Doctor. Yeah. Right? He's in The Good Doctor. Yeah, yeah. Um, young African-American man. Wrote a wonderful book. What a great guy he is. But, you know, hold on. We already got a caller. Yeah. Do we have a Michael Shalani? If I said it wrong, I apologize, sir. Sure, this is Michael Shalasi, actually. Shalasi, I appreciate that. I apologize, sir. Speak to me, Michael. What do you got for me? A tip from Gilbert, talk, inspiration, and prayer, or my guest, Mr. Alan Thornton. Well, uh, Gilbert, uh, I, I just wanted to, to shout out, give a shout out to uh, you and to all of your team for your sponsorship for the 18th Annual Steps for Students 5K that's coming up on February 11th, 2023, over at the Co-Cathedral. Uh, we're doing great uh, in support of Catholic education and Catholic schools, uh, but your your help and your support is helping us get there. But I'm, I'm just inviting people to come out on that Saturday uh, for a 5K uh, run or walk with their family uh, to have fun and to join us for this great event. Well, I really appreciate you calling in. You know, um, I went to public schools. I'm a product of public schools, and we got to have strong public schools for our youth. But my family and one of my uh, sons went to public school. But we chose for my other three children that to really have a faith-based education. And we're Catholic, so we went to our local Catholic school, Corpus Christi Catholic. And then my sons went to St. Thomas High, and my daughter's at St. Agnes right now. And I have been to these Steps for Students. It is a blast because the whole school rallies. You see all your friends. How many Steps, I don't know what the right word Steps, but how many runners do you have? Well, right now we're we're just at the five thousand mark. Come and we're on, going for ten. We're going for ten grand. So so we're going for ten thousand. But it's going to take a few people to come out and join us for this. And you don't have to be Catholic, and you don't have to be at the school. If you want to just run and be one of those persons that uh, has a qualifying time, you could just sign up, right? That's right. That's right. We're we're a sanctioned five k uh, and a certified course. So come out and join us if you want to get a time, or if you just want a little New Year's resolution uh, activity. You can come walk uh, with your family or friends or run. We're having a a, a, a contest. Our firm always has contests. Uh, and we're having one on a weight loss. And, of course, we got to do it fairly. So it's a percentage of your weight rather than you lose 20 pounds, you know. I got my friend Big Brian who works here. And, you know, he's a big old man. And he's, you know, I said, no, 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 it's a percentage, Brian. But let's go back for a second. So where do they go if they want to sign up there? All they need to do is go to steps www.steps the number four students.org and they can sign up and register for the race uh, and uh, and or uh, support one of the Catholic schools. Very steps for the numeral four students.org. It's you a got blast. It. What's the date again? Give us that date one more time. Saturday, February 11th, 2023 at the Co-Cathedral of the Sacred Heart downtown. Well, it's plenty of time. I hope you call in again so we can get more people going. It is a fun family event. Thank you, Michael, for calling in. Thank you so much. I hope you all have a blessed day. You too. Uh, thank, that was very nice of him to call in. So let's go back, Alan. Go back to the whole uh, 40 acres and a mule. What? What? I mean, the the origin of that phrase, would you just explain that to our listeners? 
Yeah, so that was it was a promise, and I, I study, and that's why I went to Centennial Black Wall Street. That's why I visit Fort McPherson. That's why I do the. I, I'm a history buff too, right? So after the after slavery was ended in 1863 it was the union army that came up with this plan with the um with a few black ministers and it was incredible plan right to actually give 40 acres and a mule to work the land to all the freedmen of the of the south and unfortunately they didn't know how to track it they didn't know how to manage it and ultimately it disappeared they said oh it's a it's a commitment of two years you know we'll roll, roll this out after 10 years and we're hearing some of those same things today with the corporations i mean how can they not track it i mean we they've been tracking land and, and landowners um you know something to throw out there it's, yeah. it's pr right before it's pr, PR before pr then. they had pr exactly. but you know it, i mean it sure sounds good can you imagine if we had done that well here's the people thing people could have generational wealth being the generational created generational wealth so after that there was and and we took that from that black wall street lesson there were a few in Black Wall Street was one. There was like 30 different black towns, and a, a lot of them got burned down, especially in 1919, um, that red summer. But there were a few that said, you know what, forget it. We know we're not going to get the it. We know it's not going to happen. So J.B. Uh, Stratford, who owns Stratford Hotels, and O.W. Gurley said, look, we're going to start this little town and we're going to not say, hey, I'm going to own the barbershop. I'm going to own this. They said, look, we're going to build this block. We're going to do business and we're going to I'm going to spend my money with you, you, you and you. So there's a misconception to make 10 million heirs. You need 10 million dollars. You really just need one million dollars and circulate it through those 10 people. That's right. Right. That's exactly so right. If you can do that and create they created something that would have spiraled. So the Hilton, the Marriott, the, both of those empires happened after J.B. Stratford got can, can you imagine? It's unbelievable. Well, you know, even our firm, I'd like to think that, you know, I'm all that and this and that. You know, I went to Yale. But you know what? We even get called to the carpet for our being an MWBE firm. And I'm going to tell you that in a second. Yeah. So here we are. We're the biggest bond firm in Texas. We manage about $18 billion on our way to 20. 75% yeah. of our employees are women and about almost 70 are black and Hispanic. Yeah. And just a couple of years ago, we went to one of the biggest allocators, the people who give money to manage. And they control well over a trillion dollars. Are you ready for what they told me? A trillion. The, wow. A trillion. Yes. With a T. Wow. A T. You know what they told me? They said, Gilbert, and they were mean and rude and nasty about it. They threw my pitch book at me and they said, Gilbert, we would never hire your firm. We would never recommend you to any of our clients. Just like that. And they said, you want to know why? Very empowered at Boulder. I said, yeah, I want to know why. They said, because, look at your firm. You don't have enough white male partners in your firm. They said that to you? Yes, they said, you have a problem with white men. Can you imagine that? Wow. And that wasn't... 1865, and that wasn't 1965. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't 1985. That wasn't 2000. That was just like four years ago, five years ago. Mm. It's still there, which is why we've got to really step up. And what we do at our firm is we pay it forward, and we figure, you know, we can if we can just build, you know, a sand castle one grain of sand at a time. Yep. Soon, if we all do it, there'll be a beautiful castle. So we do most of our vendor activity, whether it's our uh, legal work, accounting work, the broker. Remember, we have to buy and sell bonds all day long. The brokers we use, we work with people of color. Yeah. For that 
reason. So what a great story. So yeah. let's go back for a second. When you were growing up, so you grew up in El Paso. So I grew up in El Paso, Portland. Absolutely. Yes. I grew up there, played sports there, was an entrepreneur all the way through. Uh, I learned the value of not only working for the hour, but really learning the value that I brought to that hour. Uh, I'll give you an example. When I was in, uh, I used to work at a grocery store. It was my first job. And during that time, it was heavily the, you know, the hip hop era when everybody had their own clothing line, yep. right? When 50 had his own clothing line, when P. Diddy, when Nelly, right? So I used to sell clothes. I used to sell watches. I used to sell chains. I used to sell CDs out of the trunk. So I was probably making 585 uh, at that grocery store, but I was probably making 50 dollars an hour uh outside you know selling things out wow. outside of my trunk so, what a great story yeah so really learned how to do that and um you talk about this crossroads right because i remember i was making good money doing that i was selling a lot of cds and of course there were people that saying hey man you can do this with clothes you can do this with chains you can do this with cds let us give you some more product right that uh may not be legal and everybody wants it they need it but I saw the, the risk return. I, I learned that at a very early age because I saw a couple of my friends get stabbed. I saw one of my friends get killed in front of me when I was 16. Oh, my goodness. So the drug game wasn't for me, and I made my mom a promise. Um, but all the people that I knew that had the things that I wanted, that's how they got it mm -hmm. during that time. Yeah. And there wasn't other people that I saw that were businessmen that were doing the things that I wanted to do. Even though I heard it could be possible, I didn't see it. Fortunately, I didn't go down that route, but very easily could have, and some of my friends did. Right? It, it's so it's so easy. I mean, look at my family. You know, my my parents were Hispanic Americans. We've been here many generations. The land changed hands on my family. Right? Yeah. It, it used to be Mexico, and then it became Texas, right underneath our feet. And uh, so my family's always been there. Yeah. And my parents worked hard. They didn't get a chance to go to a university or anything like that. And um, Three of the five of us went to college, so I'm a first gen, and the two did not. And then I have a brother that made a terrible mistake, and he, and he did time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you know, same thing. Drugs. I mean, it was sort of a, a, a thing out there that people tried to make a quick, fast buck. Yeah. And he's paid a terrible price. Yeah. His his life. Uh, he's out now trying to integrate back in the world. Uh, and I love him. He's my brother. Yeah. Uh, and so these are things I totally get what you're saying. And so it's it's part of what shapes you, right? Yes, yeah. Um, well, so then you then – did you go to college? I, I went to college, Where'd yes. Where did you go? Yeah, so I, I went to a few different places. I went to New Mexico State, which is close. I uh, went out there to uh, – do my best to play basketball didn't work out the way that I wanted to and then I, I left to uh, UTSA in San Antonio spent five years out there and really developed a, a strong real estate career oh, before wonderful. 18 I mean before 21 before I even graduated we had a good real estate portfolio and then I graduated in 2008 and saw almost everything disappear in front of my eyes so because of the crisis the crash yeah, yeah. the crash in the yeah, markets yeah we, we had all kinds of properties and everything and um we're leveraging capital and really learned the game um from robert kiyosaki and a few other uh, people um and going that taught me resilience right because even though that happened you still have the knowledge right you still have the understanding the wisdom and from there i went into corporate america graduated college went to sell at paychecks Right. Shout out to the payroll people. And that really taught me how to 
segment and find where your business is coming from to ask for referrals which is an actual skill that people don't know. I sold insurance all through college. I sold small business insurance, so I would go during Now, the, you worked. You were a hustler. I, I worked hard. You worked. And I bartended at night. Come on. Yeah. So What's your favorite drink? Uh, what was the most popular drink of all your of all the people coming? And I can, I'll say this on there because it's a drink. It was a Starfucker back then. What's it called? A Starfucker. Oh, my God. Yeah. What is that? What, what is that? <laughs> Did, like, can he what, say did what I, I just, did, did I just that, say can that? Can you say oh, that on I, the radio? Can I say that? I don't know, but you know, hopefully they it's a, a, a three second bleep. Yeah. Delay. Let me no. ask you, what what does that consist of? Yeah. So it was Red Bull, it was uh, cranberry, and it was vodka. Boy, I can see how that's uh, you know I, I can see where that came from. Yeah, all yeah. I know is my daughters just you know learned the movie Meet the Fockers, so we see we've been seeing all the Fockers. Yeah. Uh, but an uh, apple pucker too. Yeah. That, there you go. Um, so then let me ask you this: So when did you move to Houston? So I moved to Houston a year outside of college, right? Because uh, after I had a bunch of so friends. So like what year was that about? That was 2009. So you've been here 13 years. Yes. More or less. 2009, 2010, yeah. Okay. And so what was your first venture? My first venture, it was always real estate. And then after that, it was tech. I'll tell you, during college, and this is another uh, pivotal point, where I went to school, the African-American graduation rate was less than 6%. Is so that right? It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. When, with That's the, essentially nobody graduates. No, within a five-year period. They weren't graduate. We weren't graduated. So we started an organization called Men of Honor. And it was a community service organization that did both campus and community involvement. Today, fast forward, there's 80 chapters across the world. Come on. So during that time, once we found out how to really leverage mentorship. Once we learned out how to get people involved, people started graduating, started make, making them wow. more engaged, right? And that 6% went up to 38%, and now Come it's on. about 72%. Oh my God, I yeah. mean, y'all are like angels. Think about the lives that you impacted, not just them, yeah. but generational change. Hold that thought, we have a call. Ernie. We have a call, is there an Ernie on the phone? Hello, good morning, Ernie, Gilbert. you have good me. Morning. Uh, you got me a tip from Gilbert Talk Inspiration and Prayer with Mr. Alan Thornton. What do you got, Ernie? Oh, good morning, Mr. Thornton. It's inspiring. To Can you hear all the Gilbert. all these young people that he changed their lives, Ernie? Yes, and I think it's inspiring too when you brought up the whole situation and history of Tulsa. I mean, we have so much to uh, work towards that people have already set the ground, and we need to continue to move forward. So. I appreciate you, Gilbert, having Mr. Thornton on and talking about how we're going to support the MLK history and how education is vital, according to Mr. Thornton, based on his experiences, and we need to be there for each other. Absolutely. Amen. First group. Amen to that. So you got a question there for him or for me there, Ernie? Yes, I want to know what is the best way for people to support this weekend for the MLK if you're not African American? Because so many people think, oh, I shouldn't. That's go. a great it's question. That is, because these things really aren't like, you know, oh, it's a black thing. No, it's an American thing. And you know what? And it's fun. And it's helping young people. And it's all about entrepreneurship. It's about, uh, you know, self-control it's about pride i mean it's much more than that it's a wonderful wonderful thing let's go ahead and let you uh, answer that question though no that so that's an incredible question and just a little bit about my background <laughs> i told you i grew up in el paso texas right in fort bliss and i would always support cinco de mayo 
Mm-hmm. Right? That's not there an African American holiday, right. but we would always go hard for Cinco de Mayo. And I can tell you, we have honorees at the George Theater. If you want to see celebrities, government officials, and be in a power room, Mr. Gilbert Garcia is actually being honored. And you talk about supporting. He supported us as one of our sponsors. And are you African American, Mr. No, Gilbert? No, no, right? no. So there are people that are, are supporting us and, and writing checks and, and sponsoring kids because we're sponsoring over 500 kids that aren't African-Americans. My other good friend, uh, Ivan Sanchez, right? He, he's doing great things for the community and really su- supporting all over. Um, just announced. I was just at his. Wasn't that a great event? Oh, my He just goodness. announced for, uh, for city council, Ernie. He had Jay. about, I don't know, 200 people yeah. there. Easy. Overnight. Overnight. Well, you know, what's interesting is I'm not African-American, but you know what? The Latino community and the African-American Supports. community have a lot of the same issues. They do. Whether it's uh, not enough access to health care, whether it's. Um, you know, not uh, not access, no access to education. Yep. Uh, you know, whether it's uh, you know housing in areas that have been redlined. We have the same issues. Let me tell you something that's different, go. real quick, go, 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 go. Because I grew up around. I mean, I I might as well be part Hispanic, right? I grew up in uh, a Hispanic neighborhood. But here's the thing, Latinos, they will support each other so much more. They will come to this country and they will live 10 deep in a house and support each and every one of them until everybody is prosperous. I've seen it multiple times on my own block. When it comes to, and this is unfortunate, and it's getting better, and that's why we throw conferences like this. When it comes to African Americans, when we say, hey, we're doing this thing, they're like, okay, well, who, who you got come? They will find a reason to either push it while well, your competitions where other cultures like I I can I w- sold that paychecks for a while I ran into a lot of people from the Middle East you know there's four gas stations on one corner right yep and, and they will all, control the price. I know. Hey, what do you want the price to be today? That's you know the same thing is right there by the port. I was just amazed. There's uh, you go down the street. I forgot what street it is. McCarthy maybe. And there's all these uh, big. I don't know the right word, but uh, shops, but they're, they're big, where they sell those 18-wheeler rigs. Yep. They buy old ones, they fix them, and they sell them. And there's several on that street. They're all El Salvadorian. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. they all are good friends, and they're all about it together, and they support each other. And that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And so believe it or not, for these, and it hasn't been this, and it's starting to catch on, and I've, I appreciate all the support. Uh, from everybody and, and sponsoring the kids and have helping us put on a production like this because these theaters aren't cheap the right the all the productions aren't cheap and what, what I really want to say is we get more support from people outside of the African American community mm. than we actually do from people buying tickets and being sponsors from our own and I, I hope to change that um, but it's always good to have other people experience things get knowledge history understanding and wisdom about other communities and really supporting it's a great time it's a great time well ernie i so appreciate that you called and uh, you know and, keep doing all the great things that you're doing go ahead there do you have something else yeah and i didn't answer your question um thank you so much for calling in you can go to our website at www.40acreconference.org slash sponsorships and you can if you want to buy a table at the gala and see any of these eloquent people on our screen if you want to meet 
the Gilbert Garcia in person, right? You can get a table right next to his. We only have about eight left. If you want to meet Mr. Ivan Sanchez, Mattress Mag, if you want to meet people that are also in our culture, billionaire uh, Mr. Michael Roberts is only... 10 African-American billionaires, and he's he's one. Uh, if you want to meet some of these people, like Earn Your Leisure, the number one podcast in the world, 19K, y'all come on. It's going to be an incredible event. We have a celebrity golf tournament. Ooh. We're the first one to throw a celebrity golf tournament at the brand new East River Golf Course in Fifth Ward. So uh, we have, we're sponsoring over 500 kids with over Five showcases, 15 different uh, competitions. So we have a lot, lot going. I think we have somebody on the yeah, line. Yeah, we have Let's another go. caller. Uh, Ernie, thank you for calling thank in. Thank you. And please call in again. I'm going to now go to, is there an Allison? Miss Allison, are you there? Yeah. Hey, guys. Hey, how you doing? You have me, Gilbert Garcia, tip from Gilbert, talk, inspiration, prayer with Mr. Alan Thornton. What do you got, Allison? Yeah, well, I loved hearing about Mr. Thornton's um, stories about his youth when he had all this entrepreneurial energy, all this, um, you know, uh, willingness to to get his businesses started. But he was also able to stick to his principles in the the process. That's a really rare and good, I think, combination of characteristics that I really admire in what he was saying. And I think it's great that we have someone like him acting as a role model for, for youth right now. And I was just wondering to hear from him on what his um, maybe biggest areas of advice that he has or what he thinks that like um, the youth of today need to hear the most based off of his experience and the, and the main areas of um, advice and inspiration that he tries to focus the most on and impart on um, the kids that he works with. Way to go. Allison, that's a great one. Well, I don't know if you got all that, but all I know is that that was a very wise question there, Alan. So what's it all about, man? What, what is it all about? So first of all, Allison, people? thank you so much for, for calling in. Uh, that question warms my heart because if we can get more of the youth to really understand what their purpose in life is and help them and give them a path to find that faster, we will have more youth that become adults that are more engaged, that are more passionate about what they really do. And we will have people that really are are doing everything possible to make this world a better place, whatever that lane is, because it's different from for everybody. And uh, at risk kids, or if they, we put labels on everything and put everything in boxes, there's a lot of goodness in the at risk, right? There's a lot of cream of the crop in what somebody threw away, right? I, so I'm yeah, African-American, right. so even if you look at, at the pit, all, all these different parts that used to get thrown away are now luxuries. If you look at lobsters, they were once a throwaway fish. Is that right? It's, it's a delicacy now, right? So there's a lot of lobsters in these kids that are really cream of the crop that people really haven't discovered or given a chance. It's like fajita meat. You know, that used to be the meat nobody wanted. Yeah. Because it was kind of fatty and, and it's kind of a, it just wasn't desirable. Yeah. And now people are like, everybody oh, knows yeah. the word fajitas. I, mean, I want some fajitas. Let's do it. Isn't that unbelievable? You that is very it. interesting. I never thought of it that way. Uh, Allison, thank you so much for calling. I hope you call in again. That was very oh, sure, thought provoking. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Allison. Uh, I'd love to hear more. Y'all have a good day. Yes, yes, yes. We have Join another, us, Allison. We have another question yeah, there. Absolutely. Let me see who that. Let me see the board there, producer. Who was that other question from? Madam producer, it was a tip Dr. One. Kathy. Dr. Kathy, are you there? 
I am here, brother. What's up? Dr. Kathy, you got me, Gilbert Garcia, talk inspiration and prayer. Oh, I know that voice. And you got Mr. Alan okay. Thornton. Well, you know, I'm calling in because, you know, Reverend King, I want to get some little bit of history. Good, um, good, good. Of course, you know, my family is from South Carolina, but I'm from Philadelphia. But my last name is Tatum. That is my husband's last name. And they are, you know, they're huge in Tulsa, huge in East Texas. They help uh, free slaves. They work together. And his dad, my husband's dad, a Reverend Tatum, he was with uh, Reverend King the day before at the Masonic Lodge and Temple. Mm. Uh, my family, uh, my grandfather, uh, we are Masons of Eastern Stars and we are before the Divine Nine. We we have worked with white and black to free slaves. Mm. And that's why a lot of times people of these organizations back then, it took all races to free us. And I, and you know, I work my butt off in our community. And I love what the young lady said beforehand. How do, just because we're not black, what do we do for this weekend? But it's not just about this weekend, guys. As a black nonprofit from the childhood, I went to and I say Reverend King because I went to Reverend King's Elementary mm. in, in Pennsylvania, and mm. we got in trouble when we didn't say Reverend. That's how respect that man has for the black community. And we used to, every morning, we walked around the whole school and did the Pledge of Allegiance. So that's how serious that I am engraved um, in um, um, and just showing him love. But she said one key word, you can go out to your community, you can pick up gra uh, 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 grass, you can pick up the neighborhood, go into black communities and actually have relationships. Because what happens with black-led nonprofit, which I'm collaborating Voices Foundation, I'm out here grinding all year round. And my own people don't even give back to their own communities sometimes. Right. So if sometimes when uh, you want to do something for our community, have a relationship with black-led nonprofit. And the reason why I say that is a lot of times nonprofits out here get millions or thousands in vans and they're really not black led. They uh, they put a lot of money into salaries and they have black people on the brochure. They have black people in the commercial. But we're suffering. My inbox is always people saying this person's house burned down. This person got this done. And a lot of times it's black people. And we got to realize because of black people and the civil rights, everybody could come to this country. Everybody can vote. Everybody can do stuff. So we have to respect the fact that our people are always uh, have trauma. And if we can just, in his memory, recognize. See, a lot of people don't recognize the actual boots on the ground because they're not boots on the ground. They recognize a lot of people that are seen in politicians, but behind politicians are people who do the schedule, people who actually go in the community, people who actually go door to door, people who actually are in uh, uh, schools. And that's who I work with. So if she ever wants to come out and see what needs to be done, I can assign boots on the ground nonprofits. And I respect Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, thank you so much, Gilbert. I love what you do, and keep God first always. Yo, know, Dr. Kathy, I'm, I'm just like, I was just hearing you, and I was just like, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to take the hill. What can I hill. do? What can you know, I right, do? Right, take the hill. Go take the hill. I'm ready to go, baby. I'm <laughs> well, ready. But Gilbert, you, you are doing the work also, as you know, my brother, and you know, you 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 are out there, and you and I love your show because you have not, look, God-led, 
it will always lead you. And I'm always there where, you know, I have over 300 um, black and brown nonprofits that are always out here every day. And it always hurts my heart when people give so much. Even it's called the day of service. You will see on Facebook and timeline people doing a day of service. But in the reality of it is they're not really helping black and brown neighborhoods because our neighborhoods look the same. They look the same. That's right. And my view is, uh, Dr. Kathy, you know, we need to get everyone together to, because where the black and brown community goes in Houston is where Houston's going to go. Because Precisely. together we're, I don't know, I mean, Latino alone are half the population. By the time you add it all up, we've got to be, you know, 75, 80 percent of this city. And so if we're not participating in the success of the city, the city is not going to reach its full potential. Bam, Precisely. Said. We must talk about trauma. We must talk about mental health. But at the end of the day, we must start recognizing that we have leaders in our community that are fighting every day for health care, fighting every day to try to even pick up people to drop them off at clinics. After these awards, after these a parade, what happens to everybody that actually got awards? Are they going to actually be in Houston? And if I call anybody and say, I need $500 for somebody's rent or a mom is about to be evicted with her nine kids, why am I as a black-led nonprofit that don't got no funding? But somebody else that's showing, and I look at people's gallows. I'm honestly, if you're out there listening, if you say you are helping black and brown uh, uh, communities, and I look at your gala, and I can pick out four black people, that black people must answer the phone, might be the, uh, the face of your brochure, <laughs> and the person that uh, answers uh, the door. So we have to do better in our community as a whole. Not just black people, all of us allowed us to be free and like i said i want that that statement always he, reverend he wanted everybody to be free and working together in god's kingdom so we have to do it wow isn't she right dr tatum i thank you for being on the show because you know what you bring a lot of energy you bring passion you bring love and that's what it's all about I love you. We love Talk you, too. Talk to y'all later. Thank bye you, bye. madam. Thank you for Thank calling Thank you, Dr. Taylor. Boy, isn't she right? My goodness. Always, I mean, always a fireball I mean, you know, I mean, really. I, I mean it, really. Uh, we got another caller already, though, uh, Alan. So who, let's see who it is. I thought it was a Jesse. Is there a Jesse on the phone? Is there a Jesse on the phone? A tip one. Jesse, you there? Yes, sir. What do you got for us, Jesse? This is Gilbert oh. Andrew Garcia of A Tip from Gilbert with my guest, Mr. Alan Thornton of the 40 Acre Conference. I want to thank uh, uh, Mr. Thornton for being there. And I love the subject, Gilbert. I think you shared your own show on uh, the separate show on financial literacy because that we would need to talk about. That's how we're going to get generational wealth and, and teach our kids about wealth. But I want to thank you for sponsoring our event. And on the Saturday, we're going to have seven to eight Latino candidates going to announce their candidacy at Don Rocky this Saturday at nine o'clock. And I know you're going to be there to speak, but you know that's going to be history in itself. Having so many Latino candidates running for uh, city office, and I really, you know, again, I want to say we have a dream too. Amen. First of all, I bet you this is a historical first where you had in the Latino neighborhood. Of candidates, Latino candidates, Latina candidates announce together. Some of them are running against each other, but they're announcing because it's just all about the community empowerment. Is, is it a first, Jesse? It has yes, to be. Sir, it, it, it has it to be. First. 
it is the first. And whose idea was it? I, I know it wasn't uh, mine, but what a great idea. It was some uh, Arthur Uresti, a lawyer, retired lawyer, and myself. We were working together in college back in the days, raised in hell, and we're doing it now. That is awesome. Give us the time and give us the place again so everyone can know. That way they can come out and, you know what, ask those candidates questions. You know what, they serve the people. No matter who they are, if they're running for office, they're elected officials, they serve us. So please ask the questions. So where again, Jess? It's going to be uh, this Saturday, uh, the 14th. At 9 a.m., that's 9 o'clock in the morning, Short. it's going to be a short, quick presentation, about two hours at the most. And uh, we're going to introduce all the candidates. It's going to be at Don Rocky's Mexican Restaurant at Gulfgate, Gulfgate Center there, which is right off 45 and Woodridge. Yeah, when you're driving there along the freeway, you can't miss it because you got the canopy there, the big H-E-B, and it's right there in that whole area. You can't miss it. Jesse, I think that's wonderful. Let me ask you this, Jesse. Your family... Uh, has been involved and and active for golly how long y'all it seems like there's like a bunch of y'all and, and y'all have been involved for like 50 years or something right yes sir well, it's because my dad who was a uh, plumber he, he got involved with the union he was a second uh hispanic plumber in in the union and back then they did it because of cronyism so he, he got somebody alive to get him in and he said there were his nephew, and so let, let him let him him. Then he became our president of the local union, and then he got involved. He had us at the age of nine and ten and eleven. We're out there stuffing envelopes, getting people to get out and vote at the union halls. Isn't that amazing? It started with your dad, and his dream, and then here you are, all your siblings, your cousins trying to make that dream a reality. Just thank you for calling. I will be there. Houston, it's going to be at Donna Rockies right there in Gulf Cape, Saturday at 9 a.m. Ask these candidates, uh, uh, what's the right word? Candidates in waiting? I don't know the right word. But candidates, ask them questions because they're there to serve us. Thank you, Jess. Thank you. Remember, we have a dream too. Amen. Amen. So we have another question. Is there a Rudy on the line? Is there a Rudy on the line? A tip one. Rudy, are you there? Hello? Rudy, you got me. Gilbert Garcia, tip from Gilbert, with my main man, Alan Thornton. What do you got there, Rudy? Hello, Gilbert. Thank you for uh, taking my call. I'm a longtime listener, first-time caller. It sounds like you and Mr. Thornton have had plenty of trial and error in uh, getting to where you are today. So uh, uh, my quick question for you both is, what are some mistakes that you've made as entrepreneurs that uh, you would like young entrepreneurs uh, to learn from hit it so every uh, every obstacle that you have is a, actually an opportunity so the same thing that's going to break you is also the same thing that can propel you so if something happens and I'll give you an example there's some people that hold you back or let's say you're trying to throw some things and there are a group of people that aren't supporting you. Well, that is an opportunity for you to go out and find more people mm -hmm. in different places. Amen. Right? And then sometimes those people will support you even more and you will gain more respect, more credibility. I actually learned that from Master P. I was at a, a conference with him a few uh, months ago. Shout out to Tiffany McIntosh, one of our uh, honorees for the Biggest Boss Conference and had the opportunity to open up for Eric Thomas. During that same time, 
uh, Master P had a phenomenal speech, and he said his own family uh, wasn't supporting him. And then he left. His own community in New Orleans wasn't supporting him, and he went out, actually moved to, to California, got real big, and came back. And then all those people supported him even more once he went out. So kind of had to do the same thing. Amen. You know, I stepped down in case you're wondering, what happened to Gilbert? No, I stepped down because um, I wrote a piece in the Houston Business Journal. Okay. And it was dated September 2021. Uh, and I just happened to have a copy of it. I, you probably can't zero in on it. But they asked me to write a piece about starting your own business. Nice. So I wrote a piece because I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. And I'm just going to summarize very quickly. I said, first, you got to have your family buy-in. Because being an entrepreneur is 24-7. And if your spouse, significant other, your kids, if they don't buy in, yeah, you need their support. And they need to know everybody's got to pitch in. Choose your partners. You know, sometimes you start a business, you go, you know, well, I want my brother, my best friend, or I want my, you know, that might work. But at the end of the day, everyone has to you know, do their part. Pull their weight, yeah. Pull their weight. Yeah. And if you're bringing a family member and if they're not pulling their weight, you got to be willing to make the hard Thank decision you. and cut it loose mm-hmm. because you got to have everyone contributing. I have set your foundation. Remember, you got to have a agreement among partners. You, you know, people, younger partners have a different horizon than older partners, but you just got to set your foundation right. And when partners leave, you got to make sure you have buyback provisions to keep the ownership in the hands of the people that are creating the value. I've seen more companies mm. implode because there'll be four or five partners and somebody passes away with a disease, cancer or something, or divorce, and all of a sudden they can't get the ownership back, and all of a sudden they're fighting on the value, and it be, it just implodes. You gotta have a business plan. If you don't have a business plan, nobody's even gonna take you seriously. Hmm. Because a business plan will force you to think through, what am I going into? Um, how much capital will I need? Uh, what's my audience? It really forces you to think through all the steps that are going to be required to build a successful business. And then raising capital. No matter what you think, you're going to need more capital. Yep. And ha- have you ever, I mean, you're going to need more capital and it's going to take longer to get your cash flow. It just always happens somehow. And the last one, I called it making it. Even when you make it, there's still work to be done. Because if you make it, in my view, you have a moral obligation, a corporate responsibility to help those around you and to keep the door open for others behind you, especially people of color and women. And so there really isn't an end to the journey. Uh, You know, you become more of an Obi-Wan Kenobi for the next young Luke or the next young Jedi. But at the end of the day, uh, it's a wonderful circle of life. So being an entrepreneur is a great thing. And I'm so glad for the question. So what do you think? Have you enjoyed it? I loved it. I mean, this this has been an incredible experience. Thank you for just having us here. The energy, the enthusiasm, and all the callers is phenomenal. It's cool. Thank you for the question. I sure hope you call in again. And by the way, I haven't had time to plug in. We are every Monday from 11 to 12 on KWWJ. Keep walking with Jesus, 1360 AM, 96.9 FM. The legendary KYOK, 1140 AM, and KCOH, The Source, 12.30 a.m. and Aliento Radio, 15.40 a.m., 101.7 FM, and Sangeet Radio, 
95.1 FM, 1460 AM. Those are my radio partners. And of course, you can call in at any time at 832-570-8075. Alan, I know time's flying. Tell people if they want to know about the conference and the events, where do they go? So you can go, if you want a visual, I know a lot of us are visual, you can go to our Instagram. It's at 40 Acre Conference, spelled out, 40-A-C-R-E-C-O-N-F-E-R-E-N-C-E. You can see some of our honorees, some of our awardees, some of our speakers, some of, uh, we even have kid, famous kid performers performing. Come on. Right? So, like, it's, it's going to be an incredible weekend and if you want to buy a ticket you can buy it there you can go to our website www.40acreconference.org if you want to be a part of it and sponsor and broadcast your brand and be in front of celebrities government officials nfl players um billionaires uh you can put your we still have one more golf hole and i think we have eight tables at the gala if you are interested and just be a part of the weekend every everything every bit every dollar that is uh invested into whether it's ticket whether it's a sponsorship whether it's an exhibitor table goes to sponsor kids that's amazing to come for free to be what they see the rest of the weekend that is amazing so if they wanted to see the whole agenda like this day one day two where would they find that absolutely you can find it on instagram or you can go to the main website and just go under the tab where it says schedule and you can see the whole schedule wonderful and it starts what day it starts on friday so just to give you a quick one through quick Let's quick, do quick it. right so it starts on friday and at 10 and by the way we're now putting it up on the screen for everyone to see so keep going all right so it's it starts on friday at that luxurious uh east river golf course brand new golf course and and third ward so we start there we'll have a a phenomenal golf tournament then later on we just uh, secured and um, moved to the George Theater which is phenomenal if you've ever been there. I've not been but I've heard all about it I can't wait to go. It's the best theater in Houston so we're going to have our award ceremony there on top of that after that we're going to move uh, to a few different locations in Houston but during that time Saturday and Sunday all pretty much downtown um, we're going to have about 40 events, Gilbert. So, wow. Uh, five different VIP events. We're going to have a bunch of diff- 20 different showcases and competitions. So whether it's a uh, hip-hop showcase, the next, all we know usually with kids is, hey, I can rap. But there's a marketing, there's a creative design portion of it, right? So we're having competitions with that. We have some of our sponsors that are doing pitch competitions, and we're going to give out 10 LLCs to some of the winners wow, to actually to start get started. Yeah. Wow. Right? That first step. We're going to have a culinary competition. We're going to have an esports competition. We're going to have a metaverse competition. We had Jordan give us a bunch of Jordans, right? We're going to have a chess competition. My goodness. Right? And, w- and we have some beautiful chess boards that some of our sponsors have given us to give to some of those winners. So whatever your, your craft is, esports, um, hip-hop, we're going to have an innovative fashion show. We're going to have a coding competition so whatever a kid can think of or want to be and we have 15 different million dollar panels and we call them million dollar panels because on each one of those panels there is somebody that had made a million dollars you talked about your brother and a lot of my family that were formerly incarcerated i have people that are coming in that on our um, community day which is sunday that have been for formerly incarcerated that are now multi-millionaires wow right? good for them yeah because sometimes what a, what, what a dream 
sometimes you you made some mistakes in, in life and if you don't see how to overcome it you either come depressed or you go right back in the system did, doing right. what you did but if you see other people that said hey this is what i do to get there you're going to follow that path and we'll have more productive members of society and like anything else we're all human we all make mistakes call we make all mistakes, need to yeah. love each other we all you know let's not judge let's not be judgmental because what is it they say in the bible um um he without he who is without he's, sin. He's catch, catch the, the first, first stone. stone. That was what I'm looking for. Whew, I'm glad you bailed me out there. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. You know what? I, I hear about the conference. I'm embarrassed that I didn't know about it before, but I know about it now, so it's on my radar. And I am so glad to be a participant. And I want to hang around with these, you know, millionaires and billionaires and all these people. And I want to hang around with. They want to hang around with you. Well, I want to hang around with them. And I want to hang around with these rappers and and you know and you know uh, I, I want to be discovered. I really want to be discovered. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but you're and, on you know, the mic. You're the, on the mic the, right now. Yeah, the only one who's been dis who's discovered me is my wife, I guess. <laughs> and even then, she's like, you know, tired of me already. But um, you know, I don't know what it is. But she and I have been married 23 years. And Houston, I don't know what this means, but we'll talk to people and they'll say, "What was it? What you know? 23 years?" I said, "Yeah, you know, it seems like yesterday." And the last my wife, she goes, "You know, it seems like 23 years." <laughs> so I, I mean, Al, does that that means something? I don't know what it means, but it means something. You know, there's a funny story. Uh, Charlton Heston, remember the great actor yeah. who was Ben Hur and he was Moses. Yeah. Uh, he and his wife were celebrating 50 years at the time. They were interviewing his wife, and they said to her, "What's it like being married to Moses and you know Ben Hur?" And and she kind of said, "Oh, it's, you know, it's great." This and, and they said, "Well, in those 50 years." Did you ever think of divorce? She goes, divorce? She goes, heavens no. But murder? Yes. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, I, I think that's part of the journey and the glory of life. Well, we're really – can you believe this? We're already at the end of our hour. Wow. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. I can't it. believe it either. Well, I do have to say this before we stop. Please. And, and I got to show gratitude and be thankful because, Gilbert, there's a lot of people that have not supported us. Right. With this great conference, because some people think, hey, it's the vision is too big. The journey is too long and the mission's impossible. And you guys have stepped up and said, you know what? We're going to support this. We're going to be part of it. We're going to sponsor you. So just like the other people, I got to give you your flowers while you're here. Thank you. For well, your you're welcome. Our view is the impossible is possible if we all come together. Right. Yeah. I mean, it really is. Yeah. I mean, you could go back in time at. So many different artists and they, people told them it's impossible for you to do this or yes. athletes or great scientists. Roger Bannister. Yeah, great right. scientists. I mean, you know, a, a cure for COVID. I mean, uh, going to the moon. You could name so many things that people said, it's, oh, it's not possible. Yep. But it is. Yep. It is. Well, we are down to our last two minutes here. Let's put on that wonderful song. And then again... Uh, Alan, if you stick with me, we'll be on social media another minute or two after we sign off on the radio. And I'm going to give you the last word as this song plays. So, Alan, this song hopefully will motivate you a little bit if you're out there. Because, you know, when I hear people say, we're looking for leaders, if you're out there, that's you. Thank you, sir. What do you want to say to Houston? Tomorrow's not promised, right? Yesterday is gone, but today is here, and that's why we call it the present. So we got to give it the everything we have, everything that you believe, everything that you've ever wanted to happen in your life, the time is now. All of those New Year's resolutions that you've had, 
and you want to achieve, it's right in front of you. You want to meet the people, you want to have the trajectory, you want to be able to pick up that new sport, lose weight. You can do all of that and accelerate that journey in one weekend. Be a part of the 40 Acre Conference. I'm going to leave you with that. Amen. Golly. And, you know, let's turn that music up because what was beautiful <laughs> is hearing him say those words with that song in the background gave me chills. Let's put, put, it, put it louder there, Mr. Producer. We can destroy hunger. We can conquer hate. Boy, do we need to do that. Come on. Put down the arms and raise your voice. We're joining hands. Search for a leader, but the leader was me. We're all the answer. We can be heroes. Sing along with me if you're out there. I'm dying to believe that you're out there. Tomorrow is starting now. Now. Oh, my goodness. What a song. What great work you do. Thank you. When you think about it, what great work you do. We may change this to our anthem, Gilbert. (laughs) (laughs) What great work you do. I mean it. We can shake the world and believe again. It starts within. Be the change that we want to see. Say it loud and scream it out. 40 Acre Conference, I'm going to say it loud. Let's do it. If you hear this message wherever you stand, I'm calling every woman, calling every man. We can't afford to wait. The future started yesterday, and we're already late. Oh, my God, I love that. Unbelievable. Well, I think we're now on social media. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. And hopefully you were motivated and moved. If nothing else, do something for your fellow human beings. Do something. There's so much we can do. And if everybody did something good, the whole world would be a better place. And you know what? I have an easy way to start. Just go to the 40-acre conference and just go see any of those things. Just go look at those young kids who are just now dreaming. Go watch them play chess. Go watch them learn to build their business. Go watch them perform. Just go see anything at that 40-acre conference. 
I'm going to give Mr. Alan Thornton last word again. And Alan, thank you for being you. Thank you for putting on this conference. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you. You got it. No, this is phenomenal. I just honored and pleasure. All glory to God because we've encountered a lot of different obstacles. And each obstacle has been turned into an opportunity, including this one, just being right here in front of you. So thank you. Amen. Houston, we thank you. This is Gilbert Andrew Garcia of a Tip from Gilbert, Talk, Inspiration, and Prayer. And we're saying, as we always say, we'll see you next time. This is Gilbert Andrew Garcia. Listen to my radio show, A Tip from Gilbert, Talk, Inspiration, and Prayer, every Monday from 11 a.m. till noon on Houston's Gospel Leader, KWWJ. 1360 AM and streaming live on kwwj.org. Listen on the legendary KYOK 1140 AM and streaming live on kyokradio.org. KCOH 1230 AM, The Source. On Sand Geek Radio 95.1 FM 1460 AM. And Aliento Radio 101.7 FM and 1540 AM. Call in at 832 832- 2-570-8075 and follow me on social media. See you then.